Welcome to Two Therapists Talking. The hope for this podcast is to talk about important issues related to couples and individuals who are struggling in their lives with many different issues. I'm David Thompson, a marriage and family therapist. And I'm Sherry Christensen, marriage and family therapist. Please join us as we explore these issues together, and we hope you will learn and be enlightened along the way. Come find us at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast. Welcome back to Two Therapists Talking. I'm Sherry. And I'm David. And today we're going to do what David has termed boundaries light. We are going to talk about boundaries, which is one of my favorite topics. And David's decided we need to do a short version of this, at least for now, to kind of get some uh, information to you and help you get started with this. And then we can go into all of the fun details and deep stuff with boundaries that I like to do. We'll do that another time. So today (laughs) is our boundaries light topic. And we've mentioned boundaries before, just briefly. So we want to go into a little more detail about what boundaries are, the purpose of them. What do they look like? How do I implement them into my life? All of that, but in a a short, succinct episode. Yeah, because everybody needs them, and um, there's a lot to them, but we do want to keep things as simple sometimes as we can, because you just need to start doing it. It's kind of like the dailies episode, mm-hmm. where we want you to have dailies, but there's so much you can do. Hopefully, that was helpful in laying out kind of a template for you, and we want to do that with boundaries, too. So, boundaries light. Yes. <laughs> And so a real common question is what in the world, what are boundaries? What's a good boundary? Well, what do I do? How do I do these things? Yeah. So let's talk about that. So first, what is a boundary? What is the purpose of a boundary? And boundaries are the purpose of boundaries are to keep you safe. Um, just like, uh, your skin is a boundary, right? Between a physical boundary between you and the outside world. Yep. Or the walls of your house. Uh Uh-huh. Or your fence in your Your yard. Fence in your yard. Uh Um, guardrail at the top of it. Yes. Guardrails. Oh my goodness. Yes. These are all like boundaries, right? Keeps you safe from... Um, whether it's germs or whether it's, you know, intruders or whatever, like it's to keep you safe. So, um, with boundaries we're the boundaries that we're talking about are emotional boundaries. So it's to keep you emotionally safe to be able to have a separation between you and others, not in a bad way, but in a separate way, in a non enmeshed way. Right. So it's to keep you safe, emotionally safe. And those are your responsibility, right? So it's your responsibility to teach others how to treat you with respect. Right. Hopefully is what you're trying to teach people to treat you with respect. But, um, 
it's our responsibility to teach people how to treat us. And so a lot of times we'll have clients coming in and saying, I'm just so upset. Um, you know, my spouse is doing this, you know, and yet they're not willing to do anything about that. Right. right. This idea that somehow me being okay is not my responsibility. It's somebody else's responsibility, mm -hmm. which your happiness is your responsibility. Your being safe is your responsibility. Mm -hmm. If there is an unsafe person or situation in your life, then you got to do something about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's easy to, you know, especially we see this, you know, with kids a lot, right? But we do it as adults too, right? I don't feel good because they did something yeah. and it's their fault, right? And so as adults, we can fall into that pattern of like, well, they did something to me. It's, you know, it's their fault. They need to change. If they changed, then I'd be okay. And the the response is, okay, well, what are you going to do to teach them that they need to not treat you that way? Right. Right. Or what boundary do you need to put up in order to provide safety against someone who's choosing to do things that are hurting you? Right. Right. So it's your responsibility to teach people how to treat you. And I think one of the biggest misconceptions about boundaries is telling somebody what they should do is a boundary. Yes. <laughs> it's like as if it's that simple. So my boundary is that you, you may not look at porn and masturbate. That is not okay with me. You may not do it. Um, okay. Like that's not a boundary. That's right. you just expressing a desire or a want or a need, mm -hmm. but it's not a boundary without a consequence that you yourself are responsible for. One of my favorite examples of this is if I, and I get this from John Lund, um, he has a lot of great examples. He talks about if my son, who's bigger than me, wants to leave the house and hang out with friends that I'm just not a big fan of, and I don't mm -hmm. want to hang out with them, I can say, um, son, you may not leave this house. As if that's a boundary, son, you may not leave this house. Well, he's bigger than me. Slam, can he leave if he wants to? Absolutely. He, can leave if he wants to. <laughs> and really should be able to. Like, am I going right. to get in a fight with him and prevent him physically from leaving? So that's not really a boundary. You mm -hmm. may not leave the house. A boundary would be what I'm going to do based on what he's going to do. So. He makes a choice, I make a choice. Yes. That's a boundary. So here's a good boundary, son. It's really important to me that you do not leave this house. If you choose to leave this house, I may choose to cancel your car insurance. I'm not a big fan of paying that. In fact, I might do it anyway, but <laughs> if you choose to leave this house... There might be some healthy other things going on. <laughs> <laughs> it'll make the decision easy for me. No, that's a boundary. If you choose to do this, then I'm choosing this. That way yes. you're in control. Right. And it's not a matter of, I'm just so upset because you're not following my boundary. Well, what's the consequence? So yeah. this, I think, is one of the most important parts of boundaries mm -hmm. is what you're going to do, not what they're going to do. It's about you. Yeah. It's about you and what you're going to choose to do. Not about trying to get them to do something different, trying to get them to change. Right. Because you, first of all, you you can't make someone do something, right? Right. And 
when you attempt to do that, what are you doing? You're trying to manipulate them, right? Into doing something to make you feel better or feel okay or whatever. So that is the big difference there. And you have to be very aware of what you're doing and what you're saying. And what ends up happening is you can do almost the same thing and have it be a boundary or have it be you manipulating them based on how you do it and Mm -hmm. how like your motive with it and how you're choosing to implement that. Right. And so that's why you want to make sure because the truth of the matter is the other person, people around you, they get to do whatever they want. (laughs) Isn't that frustrating? Yeah. But it's the reality. They should be able to choose what they're going to do. Every single person ought to be able to choose to do whatever it is that they want, whatever they want, right? And then that starts feeling scary or frustrating or upsetting to us because we want them to act within a certain framework. But the, the reality is they get to do whatever they want and so do you. Right. So do I. And so my choices, if you choose to cheat on me repeatedly, I'm going to choose to no longer be in a relationship with you. Right. So do you see how it, it's different than just stop, you know, just you're not allowed to cheat on me anymore. It's like, well, you know. Maybe they really want to. Maybe they don't want to be in a relationship with you. Maybe they want, you know, maybe they want to have both and. Maybe, you know, they get to choose. They get to do whatever it is that they want to do. They get to. And that's that's a really solid, important piece of truth that we have to come to grips with. It's really hard to honor someone's agency mm-hmm. um, when we don't like how they're using their agency. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's critical and it's, yeah. it's vital and boundary uh, boundaries aren't boundaries. If we're just trying to manipulate somebody else and, and take away their agency. Right. And I, I think it's, it's important to note that as much as you really, really want this person, you don't need this person. Yes. What we need is love and acceptance but mm-hmm. that can come from a lot of different places. And often we depend on a lot of different places to get it. But we don't have to have that person. If we feel like we do, we won't hold good boundaries because we're too mm-hmm. afraid to lose them. So it's this weird sort of paradox. If a couple comes in and they're really struggling, they have to be willing. They have to be okay with potentially yeah. ending the relationship in order to hold the boundaries that will save the relationship. Exactly. And so just a thought, this person, as much as you love them, and that's okay, this isn't about loving them any less, right? Relationships are more about trust than love, but as much as you love them, you don't need them. You will survive without them. Your heart mm-hmm. will continue to beat. The sun will rise. And so if you really accept that and buy into that, it's easier to hold boundaries. Yeah. It can make you incredibly sad if the relationship doesn't work. Of course. But you will be okay because that's up to you. Mm-hmm. It's your life. It's not their life. Yeah. And when it has to do with the other person fulfilling you in some way, then you're going to end up being stuck because you can't, 
you can't let go. You can't have that healthy when you're not just a very healthy centered person yourself. Right. Right. If you're stepping into that. And so as we're setting boundaries, we're saying, okay, we're, we can be separate and I deserve to be treated with respect. And, you know, you can choose, you're welcome to choose not to treat me with respect. However, this is what I'm going to choose to do. Right. You make a choice and I make a choice. Mm-hmm. And so consequences are a big part of this. And we hear a lot of, well, what's a good consequence? <laughs> That's a good question. Yes. Because consequences are important. Yes. I know Otherwise, it's just a nice suggestion. It's an idea. Well, just don't leave the house. Well, what if I really want to? I, I really don't want you to. Well, I prefer to, so see you later. Yeah. No, there's got to be a consequence. And so... That's what makes it a boundary. That there's right. something that you're going to do and that you're actually going to fall through with it. Right. Make sure you have credibility and you're not saying things that you don't follow through on and you have no credibility. Right. So many times as parents, you know, we can fall into that. Right. You're going to so, be grounded for a year. <laughs> <laughs> going to rip your arm off and beat you with it. Yeah. When did that ever happen? Right. <laughs> We just say stuff in our passion and anger and rage. (laughs) (laughs) Which, you know, speaking of that, um, the thing that I love about boundaries is when you get really good at boundaries and you're really, really healthy with boundaries, it takes the emotion out of things. Right. You don't have to get really upset because the upset is your body responding, saying something's not right. Something needs to change. Right. And oftentimes that's a boundary that like a boundary is needed. Right. And so your body's just trying to tell you stuff. So if you get really good at boundaries, you don't have to have that really heightened sense right. all the time. You don't have to get super angry. You don't have to. This the only is way. So great. The only way I can get them to do what I want is for me to be really, really emotional yes. and intense. And then almost like they surrender yes. to my intensity and do it. Whether that's anger or whether I'm like showing you how hurt I am right. or whatever it is. And that's something that I think a lot of, um, you know, I see a lot with spouses of um, addicts coming in and they're like, I've tried everything. I've been super sad. I've been Hmm. fine with it. I've tried to be loving. I've tried to be angry. I've tried to, you know, whatever it is, all of these things and nothing is working. And it's like, okay, well, let's talk about setting some healthy boundaries where I'm not trying to do something so that they will feel this enough to change. Right. Right. And it just, it completely shifts everything. Um, and it also puts the responsibility where it belongs. So we're talking about this with kids, but, or with spouses, but it's also so fabulous with kids. Right. And you set that boundary, you know, if you're going to choose to go out, you know, leave the house and not be respectful to me and my rules, that's totally fine. Right. However, you may no, not have a car. <laughs> you may or... not have cell phone service yes. when you get back. I'm paying for that too. Yeah. I, I tell parents all the time, let the consequences do the heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. Don't make it about, I just get so intense that I like bludgeon you into submission. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they'll do what you want, but they'll resent you. 
they won't like you. They will pull away from you. It mm-hmm. ultimately will not be what you want. Let the consequences do the heavy lifting. Yeah. And, you know, especially if you're using natural consequences with things and like, for example, with kids that, you know, it helps. And then you can actually be empathetic in this situation. It allows you to, to like, oh, that would be really hard. I wonder what you're going to decide to do. You know, it allows you to be connected with them and empathetic with them and, um, and allow their choices to be the thing that, you know, so they can't put that on you. Well, you threw out this, you know, punishment or, you know, whatever. And they're putting that on you. It's like, nope, this, you know, you are more than, you're more than welcome to choose this or to choose right. this. Yeah. And, and the language I think really, really matters Yeah. to use language. You have chosen mm-hmm. this. Not yeah. like I'm just being mean to you. Mm-hmm. No, you've chosen this. Yeah. And I, I wish you hadn't, but you know, I'm honoring your agency. You chose to walk out the door. Now I have choices to make. Yeah. So it, it pulls the emotion out of it. It puts responsibility where it belongs um, and allows you to be empathetic in the situations that you're in. Because it can be hard. It can be yeah. hard when, you know, you're trying to make different choices in your life or do different things. Um, and it can allow you to be empathetic towards someone else's experiences. Yeah. So let's talk about common boundaries and consequences. And what, what does that look like? So now we've, you know, kind of taken you through what they are. So what does that look like in, in a therapeutic setting? Let's say the average scenario is um, a wife whose husband is in sexual addiction. And maybe that's pornography. Maybe, um, you know, it's lusting. Mm -hmm. We'll we'll take kind of a porn example. So boundaries, remember, are to keep you safe. Safe Mm -hmm. from what? Safe from emotional harm. Mm -hmm. Really safe from something that really, really hurts if I have an attitude or a behavior or the way I talk, the words I use hurts you emotionally, there needs to be a boundary around that. If, if me looking at porn and masturbating hurts you, there needs to be a boundary around that. Mm -hmm. And so common boundaries, at least what I've seen, what we've experienced just in the setting is if you do anything that pursues the addiction, then there's going to be a boundary and a consequence. And if you, and I think this is really important, do anything that just hurts my feelings, there needs to be a boundary and a consequence. Yeah. Let's talk about that because sometimes it's hard to find a consequence that's maybe good yeah. and not too much or too little. And the best way to do this is when you're not worked up, not right after something has happened and you're trying to figure out a boundary and you're so upset. And so the boundary is you said this, get out. You can't be here. And it's like, okay, maybe that's a strong consequence. (laughs) But if, and again, using this choosing language, if you choose to look at porn, then I'm choosing to ask you to not sleep in the bedroom for a couple of days. Yeah. And if you choose not to leave the bedroom, I'm choosing to leave the bedroom. 
So ultimately, that's your power, right? Because you can ask them to leave, but then it's still on them if they will or not, and then you're yeah. stuck. No, no, no. I'm asking you to leave because <laughs> you're the one who is yes. acting out, and so it's appropriate that you have that consequence. But I'm not stuck on whether you do it or not. If you choose not to leave the bedroom and refuse, I am. Yeah. yeah. Ultimately, we will be apart because that's my power. Yes, yes. And you've gotten some really good information right? If they choose not to leave, you're gathering some pretty clear right. information on where they are in terms of the relationship and how willing they are to be accountable for the choices that they're right. making. And so that's, that's important information. So sometimes, you know, women will come in and just like, but they didn't leave. And now what do I do? And yeah. well, yes, you can, you can leave and recognize what they've just told you recognize what they're telling you about the relationship and its importance and their willingness to be accountable and willing to work with you in the relationship. So yes, you can still, you can still leave. Right. And you'll find that often the consequences are some measure of time and space mm -hmm. that can be for a couple of hours. We're not going to communicate. That can be, we're not in the same bedroom. We're not in, we're not in the same house. Really. If you think about the relationship ultimately ending, that's just time and space, just right. more permanent. So that's your power. That's, that tends to be what the best consequences are is you're letting them know if you do or say things that hurt me, then I have to distance myself from you. This idea of like, if you can reach me, let's say you have a tack in your hand and you can reach me and you're poking me with it. Mm -hmm. Well, it won't be too long before I figure out I can just get out of reach. Yes. And that's Step back. the idea. Yeah. And so boundaries around behavior that's hurtful and boundaries around words mm -hmm. that are hurtful. Yeah. When we say things that hurt our feelings, which I am a big fan of sharing more what hurts us. I don't think we say that hurts my feelings nearly enough. I yeah. love it when I hear it in here. I love it when my kids use it on me and I'm telling them, hey, this is like the freaking 10th time I've told you to put your pajamas on and brush your teeth and now I'm upset and they go dad that hurts my feelings and inside I'm going uh this is like the 10th time I've had a, this has been a half an hour long <laughs> process okay wait give me a second I don't want to hurt their feelings give me a minute take a deep breath mm -hmm. I'm sorry I'm hurting your feelings I don't mean to hurt your feelings you are important to me yeah I'm really tired Yes. <laughs> so there is a better approach, but we need to be able to communicate if something is hurting our feelings. I'm a big fan of that. So consequences around behavior that hurts us and words that hurt us. Yes. And appropriate to what happened. Right. As much as we can. And sometimes we have to bounce that off a third party a third to get party, an idea. Which is a really, really good idea, especially as you're just starting to learn boundaries. Okay, is this appropriate? Is this acceptable? Um, going to what David's saying about words that hurt. Um, one of the boundaries that I really like for that is I'm more than willing to hear your feedback if it can be delivered in a respectful way. You know, something like that. Where, yeah. Um, you know, if you have someone that is like just railing on you or... Yeah you know, 
being really verbally abusive about what you they think you should or shouldn't be doing. You know, it's right. saying, I'm, I'm more than happy to hear your feedback on whatever it is that I'm doing, if you can deliver it in a respectful way. And you see how that goes back to what Sherry said about you teach people how to treat you. Because yeah. if you're consistent in that, they'll learn real quick, okay, it just... It's not only less effective to be angry and mad and yelling and speaking a certain way. It just doesn't work at all. Like, yeah. I'm not going to have an audience at all. Yes. And so you are teaching them how to treat you, respect you, love you. Mm-hmm. And you've got to do it. As much as they might love you, we can't depend on them to treat me the way I need to be treated and just not have boundaries or consequences. Yeah. Yeah. And so over time then... and. One of the things that people will say often is, do I have to always like, do I need to tell the other person my boundaries? Do I need to tell them that this is what I'm going to do? And the answer is yes and no. Like you don't have to always express your boundaries, right? You don't always have to say, okay, just so you know, if this (laughs) happens, then this is what I'm going to choose to do. And if this happens, then this is what I'm going to choose to do. And if this happens, right, you, um, you can have those just in and of yourself, right? And know the person that you are and what you expect um, in terms of being respected and how you expect to be treated. And, you know, you can just distance, right? If someone is rude, you can just remove yourself from the situation. or They will learn your boundaries by your consequences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you're consistent. Yeah. And sometimes it can be really helpful to have that conversation and just say, hey, you know, again, I'm, I'm more than willing to hear your feedback if you can treat me with respect. And uh, you think about the trust discussions. Mm-hmm. If you've listened to that episode. If you haven't, think, go do it. Very good. I think it's four and five. Um, the trust discussions is all about consequences and boundaries. Yeah. Um, because they're that important. And so if you haven't set anything up around that, that would be helpful to go back and listen to boundaries around lying, boundaries around slipping or relapses or, um, just even time passing where nothing's changing. Yes. That's boundaries light. I do want to briefly talk about parenting. Do boundaries with parenting a little bit. Boundaries with parenting. Yeah. Um, same just, thing applies. Same thing applies. Question. And actually, you can apply this to adults and grown-ups too. Yes. So there very quickly is what's called an ACT or ACT model of limit setting. And it stands for... And guess what? Limits are boundaries. So if you hear that word, that's what that is. It's a boundary. Yep. A stands for acknowledge the feeling C stands for communicate the limit and T is target the alternative. And so for a child, and you can get creative, this works on adults too. (laughs) You want to try to deescalate with acknowledging the feeling. In other words, if your child is angry and you say, I can see that you're really angry right now, that's going to help you a lot. And the same with adults, the same with anyone you're communicating with. It's a little bit of understanding, which makes them feel differently, see things differently. I mean, police officers, for example, who are good at de-escalation and acknowledging where someone's at, mm-hmm. um, no question, have a lot more success in managing situations. Right. So 
acknowledge are you, the feeling. Are you saying that parents are like police officers? <laughs> Just a wee bit. Or, or wives of addicts or husbands of addicts. Yeah, I can very much feel like police officers, right? So acknowledging the feeling will help to de-escalate, but you communicate the limit. In other words, there are limits, there are boundaries, but if you just leave it there, it can feel kind of like, um, abrupt, abrupt and kind of a letdown for them because they don't have many options. So targeting the alternative can feel empowering and invite them to make a better decision. So for example, let's say your child is yelling at you. I can tell that you're really upset with me. You're really angry. Something happened probably that really hurt your feelings. You may not yell at me. You may run around the house. You may go outside and scream. You may go scream into your pillow. You can draw me a picture. You can, I mean, you give them, you don't have to give them a lot of alternatives, but give them a few and it will feel empowering to them because they have choices and everybody wants choices. Everybody wants to feel in control. Yes. And so it's just a really simple but effective way to help shape behavior with boundaries. You may not, um, I, I know you're feeling creative and you want to draw, but you may not color on the wall with a marker. <laughs> you may draw on this paper over here. You may um, be creative in another way. Mind blank. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you my life is the arts the and crafts not me you, you may, may color this rock and and yeah, paste little eyes go. on it you can pull out the chalk and go yep. have fun outside we on have the, the driveway chalk all driveway, over my garage yes. yep yep but they will love having options mm-hmm. and if you don't believe me try it and see now this also works with this boundaries idea with adults Exact same principle, just a little bit different. I can tell that you are really upset and really frustrated. Um, it hurts my feelings when you yell at me. You can take a minute. You can maybe go for a walk, go for a drive. I do want to talk to you. It won't feel so heavy when they feel understood. You're acknowledging that something's going on. And you're not just saying, stop it. You're saying, hey, maybe maybe go take a shower, or maybe take a minute. Uh, are you hungry? Did you eat dinner? Go grab a sandwich. It'll, it'll help the situation. And so just one more tool in the toolbox. Yeah. So tell us again what the AC and the T stand for so that people can remember that. ACT stands for acknowledge the feeling, Mm -hmm. communicate the limit or the boundary, Mm-hmm. and target the alternative. Give them options. Give them choices. And don't lose your cool. Be yes, consistent. So regulate hard. your own emotions. Remember, mm-hmm. let the consequences do the heavy lifting. Yes. Don't um, force, compel, coerce somebody into doing what you want because you're so intense. They just give up. Yeah. Um, they will not love you for that. And ultimately, you know, we do want that love, not yeah, anything else. Yeah, good good relationships with connected loving feelings yep hopefully this was helpful and just an introduction to boundaries more to come but at least enough to get started and perhaps be more effective in your relationship yeah we'll see you next time 
Thank you for listening to Two Therapists Talking. We look forward to sharing more conversations with you. Connect with us at twotherapisttalking.com or email podcast at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast.